Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Seekers Hub podcast, a regular offering of inspiring and relevant sacred knowledge. Please visit us at www.seekershub.org for more information on our online academy, reliable answers service, and engaging media. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala Sayyidil Mursaleen. Sayyidina wa Nabiina Muhammad. Dil Qadril Azim. وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين والتابعين لهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين اللهم اللهم ارزقنا التقوى واجعلنا من عبادك المرشدين إلى رحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين الحمد لله Here in Canada we witnessed in the last week, a tragic killing at a masjid. And for many, this is a culmination of many acts of Islamophobia that people have witnessed in their own lives or around us. But it it is also a source of much grief and much fear. And I wanted to just pause and reflect how did the Prophet ﷺ deal with loss, with grief? And our amazing Messenger ﷺ grieved. He felt loss and he even cried. And the crying of the Prophet ﷺ is something that a number of companions found strange. Because if you accept Allah's destiny and decree, if you are content with that destiny and decree, which the Prophet ﷺ himself told us is part of faith, and tu'mina bil qadari khayrihi wa sharrihi min Allah. That you believe in destiny, that both is good and bad are from Allah. If you accept that, if you accept the realities of faith, that inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un, that we, truly we are Allah's, and truly to Him are we returning. If we accept the reality of the nature of life on earth, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about in Surah Al-Rahman, كُلُّ مَنْ عَلَيْهَا فَانْ Everything upon it is perishing. So if one accepts these realities as true, and who is there to accept them as true, as truly as the beloved messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? If this is true, then a number of companions were surprised that the Prophet ﷺ cried, and he cried profusely at the loss of those dear to him. And not only when someone died, the Prophet ﷺ cried when he visited Sayyidina Sa'ad on his deathbed. 
And Sayyidina Sa'ad had a very difficult death and you can read about it in the works of Sirah. When he visited him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and he was totally unconscious. And some people shook him and said, oh, he must have died. And the Prophet said, no, he's not dead. But then he started crying profusely, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When his own child, Ibrahim, died, the Prophet cried. When his granddaughter died in his noble arms, he cried, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this surprised a number of people. Sayyidina Umar asked him, that, Ya Rasulullah, Atabki, O Messenger of Allah, do you cry? And the Prophet said that the eye tears, the eye sheds tears, and the heart grieves, but we do nothing except that which is pleasing to our Lord. The eye te- sheds tears and the heart feels that sorrow, that pain. But we say and do nothing except what is pleasing to Allah. Why? Because with that we are content. When his granddaughter died and the Prophet told Um Ayman not to cry in a wailing tone, she looked at the Prophet and she was from the household of the Prophet. I said, Ya Rasulullah, alastu araka tabki. O Messenger of Allah, do I not see you cry? And he said, This is not crying. This is not crying. This is but mercy. This is not crying, meaning this is not. The worldly crying of loss and dejection and despair and complaint of those who imagine somehow that God has forsaken one. That what's going on? The cry of the hesitant self that is fearful. But rather, this is but mercy. That this is not crying, this is not worldly crying, this is mercy. This is mercy. Why does the believer cry? The sunnah of crying, the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, is to cry because we care, but with contentment. We are content with divine destiny. We have no objection to our Creator. But we cry because we care. Whether someone dies, whether someone is pained, whether someone is in difficulty. The Prophet felt it. He even was moved by the angst of a plank of wood that he used to stand on. He paused. To attend to animals when he was on an expedition, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and because he cared for Allah's creation, all of Allah's creation cared for him, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And it's an amazing chapter in the books of Hadith 
on the love the Prophet ﷺ had for animals and the love animals had for our beloved Messenger ﷺ. But it all arises from mercy. It all arises from mercy. So when we find these kinds of tragic events, whether it be the shootings in Quebec or some the killing, whether it be in Yemen or northern Pakistan or elsewhere by these indiscriminate drones killing civilians or any other loss, there's, it's a sunnah from the sunnahs of our messenger وسلم, to cry. But to cry out of mercy. To cry because we care. To cry because we care. But what is this mercy? And this is important because when we look at how do we respond? How do we respond to tragedies such as this? This is not about public relations. There are a number of people who say, look, now finally people will sympathize with Muslims. That's not sincerity. That is not being true as believers. That is not being upright. That quality of doing only what is right and upholding only that is right, that is istiqama. And we ask in every cycle of every prayer, Guide us to the path of complete uprightness. The Prophet ﷺ was not an opportunist. Rather, he always did the right thing. He always did the right thing. And the right thing brings not just the right results, it brings the best results by the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the right response? It is to remind ourselves of the duty of mercy. The mercy that is the embodiment of what the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had. Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib was asked to describe the Prophet sallallahu by his own child, by his own son. And he described amongst the amazing description of Sayyidina Ali of the Prophet is that he encompassed all creation in his care. He encompassed all creation in his care. It's not just that he had the quality of caring for creation, but the caring of the Prophet was vaster than all creation. Because his care for creation arose from his caring for the Creator, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because what is creation? Hadha khalqullah. This is the creating of Allah. This is the creating of Allah. فَأَرُونِي مَاذَا خَلَقَ الَّذِينَ مِن دُونِهِ So show me what other than he, what other than Allah have created, it is all Allah's creation. This is the basis of our care. So when things happen like, like this, it should renew within us the sense that our duty is to be merciful 
servants of Allah, to care deeply for all Allah's creation. So we care for those lost. We care for our community. But that's not it. We care for our country. We care for the environment. We care for the oppressed, wherever they may be. We care for all Allah's creation. But we should renew within us, if we do care, the expression of caring. Right? Because mercy, right? what is mercy? It is to care for the good. But the sign that you care, the test of caring, the proof that you care, is what do you do about it? And what do you do about it? So the response to such situations is not to be happy that look, finally we we get some good media, even in Quebec. From the premier to others, they're talking about changing the rhetoric and tone. And that's good. But that's not our primary response. Okay, good. People are realizing that Islamophobia is bad. Yes, it's bad because we care for our good, the good of our community. But we also have to remind ourselves that we have to be messengers of mercy, ambassadors of mercy. That To ask ourselves, are we embodiments of mercy at work, when we go shopping, in the community? Are we mercy contributors in society? And in many ways we are, alhamdulillah, this very masjid, mashallah, the kinds of programs it has done in the last several years. And you can see some of those on the billboard downstairs of feeding the needy, assisting the refugees. Several hundred Syrian newcomers are supported out of this masjid on a regular basis. This is to be ambassadors of mercy. We need to remind ourselves that that is what our duty is. And we should be calling society, we should be reminding others that it is mercy that keeps humanity together. When we seek our rights, when we call for rights, we should not call for rights merely on the basis of the coldness of justice. Though justice is necessary, we should call to mercy, to justice, a giving of rights because we care for one another. That's what keeps communities together. That's what keeps societies together. It is not the demanding and seeking of rights that keeps people together. Because if I demand my rights and you demand your rights, we're just going to fight it out or come to a truce. But I'll hate you and you'll hate me. That's not the seeking of rights that our religion teaches us to call to. We seek rights out of caring, out of mercy. And this is an age 
that needs that mercy, that needs mercy, that we should be outraged by the wrong, we should be outraged by injustice. And yes, one, we, we must seek rights for those wronged. Oppression must be responded to, but it mis- must be responded to with mercy. This is how we should reflect. Right? That yes, we are sorrowed and we are pained, but it should renew within us, in our own lives, in our own families, in our own communities, a call to mercy, to caring for one another. Why? Because what is our shared reality? Our shared reality is that we are all Allah's creation. We are all God's creation. And this is a reality affirmed again and again by the Prophet ﷺ. When the delegations were coming to Medina, a delegation came and the Prophet ﷺ told them that there are five things if you, you uphold, you'll be the best of people. And amongst the, things, amongst the five things the Prophet ﷺ said to them is to love for all people what you love for yourself. Right? On the basis of which hadith, which is a sound hadith, the ulama explained that the more famous hadith, that none of you believe when they love for their brother what they love for themselves, all the major hadith commentators have agreed that the brotherhood mentioned in that hadith is the brotherhood of humanity. That none of you believes until they wish for others of the good that they wish for themselves. Why? Because none of you believe until you embody mercy. So we should look at our hearts and ask, where is the mercy? And we should be grateful when we find expressions of mercy. Family is mercy. Community is mercy. Countries are are source of mercy. The fact that there's laws and regulations and systems in place, etc. This is great mercy. And that's what we strive to uphold and remind to, to fulfill the possibilities of mercy. And we've seen many such expressions. And we should be grateful for that mercy that we see. So this is a little that I wanted to share about how the believer responds to grief. The Prophet ﷺ was the eternal optimist, even in loss, and when his own granddaughter died in his hands, and when he told Umm Ayman that, Umm Ayman, this is not crying, though he had tears coming down his noble cheeks, ﷺ. he said, It is but mercy. And then the Prophet ﷺ shared a gift for all those who grieve. He said, The believer is in all good in any state whatsoever. The believer is in all good in any state whatsoever. 
the believer may be on the footsteps of death, yet they are content and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're content and they're praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what is the condition for that? That we must strive to embody mercy. We should care for all of creation. And we should always ask ourselves, do I embody mercy in my own life? Do I embody mercy in my conduct? And we all fall short of that example of mercy that is the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us embodiments of that mercy. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه غفور رحيم الحمد لله وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا رسول الله وآله وصحبه ومن والاه When we experience these tragedies this loss Many people get shaken by that. And one of and the Prophet ﷺ gave us gifts of guidance. The Prophet ﷺ gave us gifts of guidance that we should hold on to. Amongst those, in closing, is Surat. Al-Ikhlas and the two closing surahs. Right? That any time one feels restless, the Prophet ﷺ said to recite Surah Al-Ikhlas, Surah Al-Falaq, and Surah Al-Nas. Likewise, any time one is fearful or shaken, to recite Ayat Al-Kursi. Right? We know about this, but we should strive to recite these with meaning. Anytime one is fearful, anytime one is uncertain, you hear about some bad news on TV, make it a personal practice. We all know this sunnah, let's uphold it. To recite the three quls and ayat al-kursi. But to do so not just with the tongue, but with understanding. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for steadfastness and strength and patience and complete trust in Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات ربنا إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر لنا إن سينا وأخطأنا يا رب العالمين اللهم ثبتنا على الحق وجعلنا من أهله يا رب العالمين اللهم اجعلنا من عبادك الرحماء برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم أحي فينا وبنا سنة السيد المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ادفع عن أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الظلم والقحط والجور والشدائد يا رب العالمين وأبدل عسرهم يسرا يا كريم واغفر لنا ولآبائنا أمهاتنا وأولادنا وأهلنا وللمسلمين جميعا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم we ask you that you accept those who have died, whether in Quebec or anywhere else, amongst your accepted servants, Ya Rabbil Alameen, that you grant them the highest degrees in paradise, and that you make us of those who remember those who have passed away of our own families in our prayers. Birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad nabi rahma wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa aqimu salah.